and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned into the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and this dude. Oh, JC. Good pause. That threw me <laughs> off. Like threw that. me off. A little hesitation. Man, I'm fired up today. Clearly. Fired what up. What got you so fired up today, Dustin? Life, man. Okay, good. Life. Good, good. Got good. lots of things going on. We're laying down episodes that hopefully when you're tuning in and listening to this, I'm sipping a Mai Tai. Yes. And Waikiki. What? Let's hope. Let's hope. Let's hope. But the state of Hawaii, because we're still in a worldwide pandemic, uh-huh. they're very COVID safe. Mm-hmm. And in order to go to Hawaii, you have to actually pass a COVID test. Not one of those rapid tests, mm. but like one of those tests where it takes two, three days to get your results. Mm. And then the results have to come back negative. You have to upload the results into a website, mm. et cetera, et cetera. So I took a couple COVID tests yesterday. Kids took a couple COVID tests yesterday. We're hoping... They come back in time because we have a Saturday morning flight to catch. Okay. And if they do, then we are going to reboot the spring break spring break trip from well, last, last year. year. Yeah, right, right, right. This year. And it's a trip that I'm pretty sure I won in 2018 from work. So this is literally three years in the making. Yeah, like my two <clears throat> business partners and I at Waterstone Mortgage, we placed like number one or number two in the company overall. So that put us in a certain category where they gave out uh, awards. Okay. And the award was like three days, four nights, first class air, luxury mm. accommodations. Well, when I dug into it, it was basically a travel voucher. Mm. So I was like, okay, what's one place super far away from Florida <laughs> that I probably wouldn't go to on my own? Hawaii. Hawaii. And there we are. Yeah. I mean, if half the trip's going to be paid for. Let's do it. You might as well go as far away from where you live. <laughs> as possible. As possible. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm kind of jacked up about that. Yeah. Um, I was venting about a car buying experience Correct. that I'm going to be polite. I'm going to give the dealership a couple days to rectify a situation that I thought was a little bit dirty. So we're not going to talk about it just yet. Okay. But... We may be on full blast mode in a couple episodes. We'll yes. see. Okay. We will see. It's a big learning experience, and it's every reason why we probably should do an episode again on buying a car. Right? Just Yeah, we should. I mean, we did one way back in the day. Like, remember that? Like one of the first episodes we episode ever did. six. Was, was it I really? Was something like that. But yeah, it was yeah, back then. Yeah, we had Mike Williams on. Mike Williams at the time was a rookie loan officer. He's already turned into a top producer. Right? That's crazy. Like one, I think he was like number four in the entire state last month. Um, but we had him on. It was kind of like during COVID. We're like, yeah. crap, we need a guest. Yeah. Hey, Mike, come talk to us about buying, buying a car. car. I thought I listened I the whole time. I thought you did time. too, buddy. I thought I took down good notes, but obviously I didn't because I just had a not so... Um, pleasant? Pleasant's a good word. A not so pleasant buying experience. Yeah. So, yeah, what have you. But that's not what today's episode's about. Oh, okay. I was wondering. Nah, we're not going to go there yet. <laughs> okay. No, I promise. I said I'm going to give the dealership a couple days to rectify the situation. Okay. So today's episode, what are we going to talk about? What do you think? Um, I have an idea. It has to do with a viewer request. Viewer request. We love, by the way, viewer or listener. Some people yep. tune in on Spotify. Correct. Some people tune in on on Apple. Yep. By the way, it's the Loan Officer Podcast, both on every podcast, Podbean, yep, 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 Spotify. Yep. Everything. Or you can watch us on YouTube. Yep. Uh, you can follow us on social. Yep. The Loan Officer Podcast. Yep. Instagram. Yep. The Facebook. Lo- yep. LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yep. Yep. I'm Dustin Owen on LinkedIn. You are... The Loan Officer Podcast. You're John Coleman on LinkedIn, by the way, if you want to find him. Uh, he tries to like hide in incognito. Yeah, no, no. And if you like what we're doing, which I'm loving this because more people seem to be liking it. Yeah, right. Either we're getting better or they're finally finding us or probably a combination of both. I would hope so. Um, but yeah, like us. Share us. Comment. Please. Give us feedback. And more importantly, 
Let us know what you want to hear. Literally. If it's something that we feel like we're subject matter experts on, we'll talk about it. Yeah. If it's something that we're not. We'll find someone who is and bring them on the show. Or we will fail oh, yes. oh, yeah. hard yeah, that's forward yeah. trying, yeah. as yeah. I've been doing, trying to find someone to come on to talk about NMLS testing, uh, the, the course, the pre-licensing, everything that goes along with obtaining your NMLS. I am not a subject matter expert. Yeah. I am desperately trying to find someone within a 50-mile radius of Winter Park, Florida, mm -hmm. to come to a show with us. And you would think I was handing out, like, free packages of dirty diapers. Here you go. No one wants no them. No one wants them. No one wants to be a part of this. Well, you put it out in the universe, now you put it on a wax, so I would, wouldn't be surprised in the coming days or weeks you land it there. But no, so uh, this episode, and maybe the next episode we do, mm -hmm. let's just go ahead and let's zero in on viewer slash listener requests. Okay. Which this one came in via, I think, YouTube comment, yes, it was wasn't a YouTube it? Comment, it was a YouTube yeah. comment. Uh, a lady in Oregon Correct. wanted us to do something on home equity lines of credit, yep. but John, she didn't call them that. What'd she call them? HELOCs. Confused the hell out of John Coleman, by the way. I thought it was, yeah, I was like, oh yeah, home equity line of credit. I love yeah. another acronym. Yeah. Yes, I love it. <laughs> JC loves the acronyms that he gets to pick up uh, working here at Waterstone Mortgage for the past 12, going on 13 months. Um, all right. So let's talk about it. Okay. What are HELOCs? Mm -hmm. What does HELOC stand for? Is that the same as a second mortgage? Is that the same as a home equity loan? Oh, yeah. That is a good question. Do you know the answer? No. But when you okay. said it, I was like, home, yeah, I was like, a oh, line of credit is like a second mortgage. But yeah, what is it? It's all of the above. Okay. It's all of the above. So we'll first start with HELOC. Yes. It stands for home equity line of credit. Okay. Okay. It's a line of credit based on the equity that someone has in their home. Okay. Okay. Now, some people are very fortunate and they don't have a mortgage at all. They literally paid their home off. Maybe mm -hmm. they paid for it cash, maybe they got a mortgage, but they made payments mm -hmm. until they no longer had payments to make. If that was the case, then you could go get a home equity line of credit on your home, mm -hmm. at which point it would be the first mortgage because it's the only mortgage. Mm -hmm. First meaning what lien position is it in? Is it in the first lien position or the second lien position? A second mortgage doesn't mean, oh, this is the second time I've, I've financed my home. Second means what lien position is it in? When you say lien position, like, lien, explain that. Well, a mortgage is a legal document that attaches your note, which is a promise to repay, to collateral, which is your home. Okay. All right. So a lien is just that. It's, it's a third party mm -hmm. telling everyone and their mother that the person who owns this home, in your case, John Coleman, you don't own it free. Oh. I have an ownership interest. I have a lien. Gotcha. Contractors put liens on homes all the time. Mm -hmm. Basically, it means I'm putting a lien on your house, which means you can't sell your house until you pay me off. Mm. So a contractor will place a contractor's lien on someone's home, do a bunch of work. Once the work has been completed, then they will take the lien off, mm. um, assuming they got paid. Gotcha. If they didn't get paid, then the lien stays on. Okay. Okay, so that's a lien. Gotcha. Um, you can have tax liens in life. That's bad. That means yeah, you owe the IRS money, yeah. right? So they're, they're somehow going to uh, uh, place a legal document against your future earnings stating that you cannot receive things like tax refunds until mm. you pay the lien. Eventually, they could garnish your wages. That's a whole different episode. Yeah. That's not what we're doing here. Okay. HELOCs. Okay. okay. So it stands for Home Equity Line of Credit. 
it can be a second mortgage. In most cases, it's a second mortgage, but don't think it can only be a second mortgage because we just talked about you could own your home free and clear, yep. at which point all you have is a HELOC. Mm -hmm. Now, why someone would get a HELOC versus getting a new loan? Yeah, why? Well, that's, that's a great question. Let's say you have a current mortgage and your current mortgage is, I don't know, locked in at an awesome rate, mm -hmm. 3%, 2.5%, what have you. Mm -hmm. And your home is probably worth 500 grand and maybe you only owe 250 grand. Okay. And maybe you have 13 or 15 years left on your mortgage. You do have an option of doing what's called a cash out refinance where you pay off that current mortgage, you get a new mortgage, and you can take X amount of dollars of equity out of your home. Hmm. At which point you wouldn't need a home equity line of credit or a HELOC because you're just going to get a brand new mortgage. Okay. Okay. It's a refinance, but it's called a cash out refinance because we're not only going to pay off your current loan, but we're also going to give you money to do with what you want. Right. Typically in this market, especially we do a lot of cash out refinances for debt consolidation. Hey, John, you owe $17,000 to American Express. You owe $9,000 to Visa. You have this truck payment at 9.77% interest. Plus, you owe the IRS six grand from last year's taxes. Plus, you want to remodel your 1988 bathroom. Mm -hmm. Okay, John, I have good news for you. Your home is worth 500. You owe 250 we can lend you $400,000 at a rate of 3.5, and we're going to pay off your current mortgage. Mm -hmm. We're going to pay off your Amex, pay off your visa, pay off your truck, give you enough money to have your bathroom remodeled, mm -hmm. which theoretically should increase the value of your home a little bit. Mm -hmm. And overall, we just lowered your monthly debts or monthly payments by 900 bucks a month. Awesome. Yeah, that's a cash out refinance. Yeah. In some cases, it makes perfect sense to do a cash out refinance, at which point you would not need a HELOC. Hmm. In other cases, it doesn't. What if John Coleman doesn't have a truck financed at 9.77%? What if your truck payment's at 1.9%? And what if you only have 20 months left on your truck? What if you don't have the Amex? What if you don't have the Visa? By the way, high five okay. on all of that, yeah. right? Because you're doing it right. Like You don't carry consumer debt. So you're like, yeah, you know what? My mortgage is at a great rate and I only have 13 years left on it. And I don't really see myself wanting to start over okay. on this mortgage. And I really only need 50 grand because what I'm trying to do is have a pool put in. Okay. Okay, well, let's go get you a HELOC or a second mortgage. Hmm. And especially if you're like, plus, I'm gonna have this thing paid down, maybe even paid off within like 12, 24, 36 months. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. You can go to your bank or your credit union and they'll look at your total scenario. They'll say, okay, well, where's your loan to value? Meaning how much do you currently owe versus what your home is worth? Right. In your case, your loan to value, which what's the acronym for that? LTV. LTV is 50, right? You only owe 250, but your home is worth 500. Your bank would gladly give you a $50,000 second mortgage or a $50,000 home equity line of credit for 50 grand because now what's 250,000 plus 50,000? Three, th three hundred thousand. Yeah. yeah. So now combined, you only owe three hundred on a home that we said was worth five hundred. Yeah. Meaning you have a boatload of equity still in your property, and a HELOC made more sense for you because 
in your mind, you and your wife are going to get this thing paid off in the next 20 months. Mm -hmm. And it's a line of credit. So here's what's cool about it. You get your bonus check. She gets her bonus check. You guys get it paid off in 10 months. Cool. Like you only had to pay interest on it. Mm. You could pay as much or as little each month of principal as you decided a lot like your credit card. Okay. And if you want to, you can keep that $50,000 home economy credit open with a zero balance on it. It's actually one of my financial advisor friends early on in my career. That was his advice to anybody who owned a home. Go get a home equity line of credit and open it. Mm -hmm. You don't have to use it, right? You can have a Discover card that you don't use. Mm -hmm. It's there for emergencies. Okay. Now, your six months reserve should be there for emergencies, right. but your home equity line of credit could very well just be there for emergency. Well, what's an emergency? I get an opportunity to buy a piece of land, but I need to close on it in 10 days. Can you think of a better way to raise $50,000 in 10 days? Legally, no. Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, legally, no. <laughs> you know, and, and sometimes it's like, yeah, but I may have to liquidate some of my investments. Well, what if your investments are down 17% because we just had a massive sell-off mm -hmm. in the, in, on the NASDAQ and you're heavily invested in tech, which by the way, just happened. Maybe you don't want to liquidate. Mm -hmm. Maybe you kind of want to give the market a chance to stabilize and possibly even rebound. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you don't want to liquidate certain investments because now you're going to have a tax liability. Hmm. Okay, I can just go to my home equity line of credit. I can utilize my home equity line of credit to purchase a boat, purchase a truck, do home improvements. Like mm -hmm. there's various things that you can do. Now, it's a mortgage. So assuming in your case you have a first mortgage, mm -hmm. This is now going to be your second mortgage. It's called a home equity line of credit. But the line of credit aspect is what makes it unique. The fact that you can pay it down, you can rack it back up, pay it down, rack it back up, just like a credit card. Mm -hmm. But you're using your home's equity as collateral, which lets you borrow at much cheaper rates than you could on your credit card. Like if you have great credit right now, I'm guessing a credit card somewhere between 7.99 and 9.99%. Yeah. That's my guess. Mm -hmm. A home equity line of credit, your rate could be four and a half. You said you could add to it, like you could build it back up. Is that like going back, you have to apply again to like get more no, money into it? It's like your credit card. If you have a credit card right now with American Express and it has a $20,000 limit, yeah. but you only have $5,000 currently charged on it, how much do you have left to go spend? Mm, yeah. You have 15 grand yeah, left. Yeah. Your home equity line of credit works the same way. If you owe zero, you pay zero. If you have a $50,000 line of credit, but you only use 45, yeah. you have five grand left. And then, so in the example of the person wants to buy a pool, mm -hmm. maybe they do want to buy a pool, but the pool is only $45,000, but they realized, man, I'm missing some landscaping. Yeah. I had this beautiful pool, but my landscaping is kind of subpar. Cool. Why don't you use that five grand for landscaping if you would like, or you could use the cash that you have in your checking and savings, or mm -hmm. you could go liquidate some of your investments, mm -hmm. or you could use your line of credit because you love other people's money. Yeah. If you leverage yourself properly, like... I was talking about my car buying experience. The reason why my wife and I chose to finance the car is because we got an interest rate below 2%. That's amazing. Why would I want to go and A, liquidate some of my investments, which is going to create a tax liability for me, but B, pull my investments out of the market when the market is doing so well right now and I'm only paying 1.9 on my car? Mm -hmm. No. Like, I want to make the difference between the 1.9 I'm spending and 
what I'm earning. Mm -hmm. I looked at the interest I would pay over the next 60 months. The interest I would pay over the next 60 months, five years, is less than what I'm going to earn in mm -hmm. the market this year on that same dollar. So people will utilize their home equity lines of credit for just that because it allows you to not have to touch yeah. your current mortgage. Now, you may want to touch your current mortgage, right? There's a good chance your current mortgage is at 4.5% because you bought your home five years ago. Mm -hmm. And rates today have been between 2.75 and 3 and a quarter or 3.5. And, mm -hmm. and you're like, wait a minute, I can kill three birds with one stone. Yeah, yeah. I can lower my rate. I can pull cash out lower my payment, pay off some debt, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. And and we're doing cash out refinances. But, you know, look, we've done cash out refinances where someone's rate went up. I mean, I changed a person's life because he only owed 130 on a home that was worth 430. He had so much consumer debt, he was never going to make enough money to mm -hmm. pull himself out of it. We took him from a 3.5% rate to a 4.5% rate and changed his life. Because it wasn't about his mortgage. It was about his total financial picture. Mm -hmm. We saved this dude $1,400 a month. Damn. You know what we also did? Saved his marriage. Saved his life. Yeah, well. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, definitely his marriage. Mm -hmm. Right? That extra $1,400 was every reason why he and his wife fought. Because they were paycheck to paycheck. Mm. Didn't know they were robbing Peter to pay Paul. Mm -hmm. Well, let's pull money out of this account to pay this card and, mm. you know, constantly playing the shell game. So, yeah, that's a little bit off off topic. I want to stick onto the home equity line of credit. And by the way, you can do what's called a home equity loan. The difference between a home equity loan and a home equity line of credit, typically, a home equity loan is closed end, meaning John goes to the bank, the bank gives him 50 grand, and they say, John, you, you owe us back this 50 grand over the next 10 years at this payment. As you pay down your home equity loan, you can't go and draw more money off oh, of it. Okay. So the line of credit, it operates just like a credit card. So when you, like he like, do you have to pay that like monthly or something? Yes. Yep. You and typically it's an interest only payment, just like your credit card is. So someone could, and I don't advise this, they could borrow $50,000 and only make a payment of like 90 bucks a month, whatever, whatever their interest is. Yeah. Um, but ideally... Depending on your situation, mm -hmm. right? I guess I can make an argument for the person that's like, no, I'm just going to pay interest because maybe that person's expecting a, a big cash windfall. Mm -hmm. And once they get that cash windfall, then they're going to pay it off. So to them, they may use utilize a, a home equity line of credit in order to free up some of their nest egg. Mm -hmm. Right? Think about it. Most people, their wealth is tied into their home. Their biggest asset is their home. Mm -hmm. So they don't have money sitting in a JP Morgan investment account or a uh, McCoy federal credit union account. Mm -hmm. No, their money's tied up into their home. This home equity line of credit would allow them to access that money, yeah. use it. Um, it's like a good example would be, I don't know, my grandparents passed away. Their home is in probate. I know when the home sells that my portion of the estate is going to give me $35,000. I don't want to wait the nine months for this thing to go through probate. And there's something I want to do now. Okay, cool. Maybe I'd go utilize a home equity line of credit because I have the equity in my in my yeah, in my yeah. home. I have a good job. Uh, I have good credit. So my bank lends me thirty five grand. They utilize my home's equity as collateral, and I just make the simple interest payments for the next nine months because I know as soon as Granny and Pop Ups home sells, yeah, I'm going to get my thirty five grand and I'll pay off the home equity line of credit. Do, is it? Do people have your like? Do they take out a HELOC and then take all that money and just like put it in the market? Could you do that? Like, hey, I'm a. I 
think that's illegal. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a financial advisor. Yeah. I play one on TV, John. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm pretty positive that's a big no-no. Okay. Yeah. But how about this? I want to buy a lake house. Okay. I want to buy a place on the river. I want to buy a place at the beach. I need 20% down. I need 10% down. If I pull it out of my savings and checking account, it's going to drain everything. I really don't want to pull it out of my 401k because my 401k has been kicking butt and taking names. And I don't want to take it out of my mutual funds because I don't want to create a tax liability. But I'm sitting here looking at my current house and I have a crap load of equity. Like again, this home's worth 500. I owe like 200. Mm -hmm. The condo I want to buy is $400,000. I would like to put 20% down, which would be 80 grand. But I'm going to need closing costs and some of this furniture has to go. Like (laughs) I just, I'm going to have to paint the walls and, and... so I need a hundred grand. Okay. Okay. Why not go to your local bank or credit union, take out a hundred thousand dollar home equity line of credit, use that hundred thousand dollars for your 20% down for your closing cost, and to pick up some new decor for that beach condo. Now for some people, that's not going to make sense, right? This is not a, yeah. a one size fits all. Nothing ever is yeah. for some people. They're going to utilize a cash out refinance for that. Right. But, but for the person who I love my mortgage, I love my rate, I don't want to touch it. Mm-hmm. And I have, you know, I, but I, I want access to some of my, my net worth, but I don't want to touch the things I mentioned, checking the savings. I don't want to touch the 401k and I don't want to touch the mutual funds. All I'm doing is I'm transferring equity from one property to the other. Hmm. That's all it is. And now I have a payment of a hundred grand on a hundred grand at a super cheap interest rate because interest rates are, Super cheap. If you get a HELOC and you don't pay it, does that can that hurt your credit score? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, anyone listening, not paying your bills hurts your credit score. I don't care what it is. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess not paying your mom back yeah. doesn't really hurt your credit score. So, but. so HELOC, that's interesting. I, I never really thought of it like that. Yeah. Um, so a home, that's HELOC and home equity loan. It's, it's they're, they're pretty similar. Just one acts as a line of credit and mm-hmm. loan is a loan, mm-hmm. meaning that's all you're going to borrow. And you typically don't have the opportunity to do a uh, interest only payment mm-hmm. the way you do on a home equity line of credit uh, or HELOC. You On a loan, you're going to have a, an amortized payment, meaning uh, your yeah, payment yeah. is yeah. principal and interest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and they're all synonymous for, for, for second mortgages. Something else that you could use a HELOC for. Let's look at today's housing market. Today's housing market is very competitive, extremely competitive. You as a seller know there's going to be no issue selling your house. You're going to sell it. You're going to have multiple offers. You're going to get top dollar high five. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to buy a house, mm. you are one of multiple people trying to buy that house that are, that are interested. So you want to make your offer as strong as possible. Well, think about yourself, John. If you and your wife wanted to sell your home mm-hmm. and buy another one in a perfect world, you would sell first and then buy, even if you sold at 9 a.m. and you bought at, at noon. Mm-hmm. You don't really want to have to carry two payments, mm-hmm. nor do you um, maybe have the funds for the new home purchase until you sell mm-hmm. your current house. But it's so competitive out there that sellers are going to laugh you <laughs> off the block if you try to make your offer contingent upon you selling your house. Okay, well, how about this? Before you put your house on the market, because by the way, it's a, it's a, there's a reason why I'm saying before you put your house on the market, um, I say that because a lot of banks that I know of 
they won't lend you if your home is listed for sale. Hmm. Now, if they lend to you and then you list your home for sale, there's not a whole lot they can do about it. But if they see your home is for sale, they're not going to lend you. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you get what's called a bridge loan, and I'll cover that briefly once I'm done with this example of how you can utilize a home equity line of credit. Okay. So, John, in your case, you go ahead and you plan things out. You go to your bank, you get a home equity line of credit. So then now you know you have X amount of dollars freed up on a line of credit utilizing the equity in your current home that you now can use to purchase your next house. Right. Whether it's 50 or 100 or $200,000, you and your wife have opened a line of credit utilizing the collateral. Now when you go to make an offer, your offer is not contingent upon you selling your house. Now with your lender, like if you're talking to Kevin Murphy at Waterstone Mortgage, <laughs> Kevin's going to have to make sure do John and his wife, do the Coleman's qualify carrying their current home, this new HELOC payment plus the new house payment. That's a lot. That's it's a lot. Yeah. But you know, you're going to, you and your yeah. realtor are going to get your house sold in record time. Yeah. So you're not as worried in today's market about having to carry two payments, but mm-hmm. you still have to qualify for the, the what ifs uh, a factor. Mm-hmm. But by you getting a home equity line of credit or a HELOC prior to you listing your home on the market, you've now freed up that 50 or that $100,000 that you're going to need to go make an offer on the new home. And now when you make it, you're making it not contingent upon you selling your house because you've already tapped in the equity. And now you can put your 10 or your 20% down. You buy your house. And then the same day that you, that you actually, you just make your offer non-contingent and you probably go ahead and put a sign in your yard Mm -hmm. the minute that you get a a home under contract, Mm -hmm. right? Or you get a home under contract you do your appraisal, you do your home inspection, your lender does the initial underwrite, and you feel really good, hey, we've passed inspection, we've passed appraisal, and my lender's already approved my loan, even if it's with a couple minor conditions. Yep. At that point, you put your house on the market. Gotcha. Yeah, so that's how people are utilizing or they can use home equity lines of credit. Yes. What happens if you don't pay your HELOC and you just take all the money out and you just never pay it? Do they come and take your house? Yeah, they'll foreclose on your home. Yes, it is a mortgage. Yes. Anytime that you're utilizing your home or your home's equity as collateral, there will be a mortgage. Mm -hmm. That's why we call it a second mortgage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my parents are like, oh my God, all the dental work we spent on you and your sister, we had to get a second mortgage. mortgage. Okay. And never dawned on me as a kid like what are you talking about now it makes sense okay right my parents probably bought their house for 50 grand and you know they probably by the time i needed all my dental work they owed 30. the house was probably worth 90 and my dental work was 20. so they went and they obtained some kind of a home equity line of credit or home equity loan Mm -hmm. and it was a second mortgage because they still had their first mortgage this is just a second mortgage, so now they have two mortgage payments. Are, P- are individuals that are like really financially savvy, got a lot of money, know what they're doing, do they still, do they use HELOCs? Is like HELOC is something used by- OPM. Do other, OPM? Other, other people's, people's money. money. If you can use other people's money, that's how you leverage yourself to build wealth. Hmm. Yeah, OPM, if it makes sense. You know, like OPM, why did Dustin and Michelle Owen finance her car purchase? Because OPM. Hmm. Because I'm only paying 1.9% and I'm earning eight to 12%. Why would I ever want to take money out of a vehicle that earns me eight to 12 in order to save 1.9? I mean, that's like kindergarten math. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's assuming you can qualify. And this is why it's so imperative that young folks understand the power of credit Mm. and a credit score and why it's so important to have credit, use credit, but do so responsibly so that you have 
a high credit yeah. rating gotcha. because you can't do some of this stuff if you have crappy credit. That's what I say. So let's say you have a bad, you have terrible credit, but your house is paid off. Will that limit how nope. much? He- no, no. The answer is no. You lost me. And I had bad credit. Common sense would say yes, right? Yeah. Why wouldn't I? But things don't work utilizing common sense. There's still going to be certain parameters, certain bumpers that we're going to have to keep. Yeah. Um, you know, keep it between the lines. And yes, you could own your million dollar house outright, but if you have no job and and a bankruptcy yesterday and a foreclosure two years ago and terrible credit. I would personally. Yeah. I would love to give you a hundred grand and slap a mortgage on on it, and I pray to God that you <laughs> that, that that you foreclose on it. Yeah. Yeah. I pay those attorneys' fees. I'll go through that hassle. Mm. Uh, but no. Mm. Yeah, and, and that's probably something key to know. So good good question actually is understand you're getting a second mortgage. There is a certain risk that the bank or credit union is taking on. The mm. first risk is that they're not even in the first position, meaning when and if the crap hits the fan your first mortgage lender gets paid before they get paid. Mm. So that's why it's going to be more difficult to qualify. They're going to have higher credit standards. For example, we can do a loan for you. Any lender in America can do a loan for you with a 620 credit score. Mm -hmm. But you might not be able to do a HELOC with less than a 680. We will do a first mortgage for you with putting 3% down. Hell, if you're a veteran, you can put 0% down. Mm-hmm. If you're buying in a rural area and you qualify for the USDA financing, 0% down. Oh, wait a minute. It's a second mortgage? I'm only lending to 90% combined loan to value, meaning when I add what you currently owe with what I'm going to give you, and I divide that by what your home is worth, I need to make sure you have 10% equity in your property. Mm. So it's it's definitely something that is a luxury financing vehicle uh it's a lot easier to qualify for a first mortgage or a primary mortgage and even a purchase like when you're purchasing a home Mm -hmm. Uh, so getting a heloc on a second home Mm -hmm. an investment property or a condo would definitely be more difficult than when you obtained your first gotcha do you uh you talk about because a heloc is tied to the value of your home is um do you need like your house to get appraised? Like you need some yes. appraisal coming? Yeah, they'll do some form of an appraisal, whether it's a drive-by or what they call an AVM, which is a automated valuation model, basically Zillow, right? Okay, I mean, yeah. they don't use Zillow. They use something that's a little bit more uh, astute mm-hmm. and proven than the Zillow algorithm, but essentially it's what an AVM is. Okay. Uh, they could require, you know, each bank and lender is going to have their own requirements. Gotcha. They could require that a full appraisal is done. Okay. Yeah, all depending on the scope. I think that's where um, the levels of risk come into play. Like at a 90% combined loan to value, maybe it's a full appraisal. But at a 60% combined loan to value, meaning when I combine what you currently owe or uh, mm-hmm. owe and what I'm giving you, and that combined is only 60% of what your home is worth, maybe I'm totally cool using the AVM. Hmm. But there is a, a credit qualify. Um, and because it's a mortgage, certain states are going to have their same applicable document stamps or, or title fees that, that go along with it, but they're usually nominal. Can, are you, can you take out multiple HELOCs? Can you have like four HELOCs at once or just like one? I wouldn't think so, no, because every time you get a new loan, that would go in the third position, the fourth position, mm-hmm. the fifth position. What you would do is you would increase your your equity line or you would you would get a new one mm-hmm. that would pay off the current uh, one okay. and, and, and give gotcha. you new terms. Okay, gotcha. Is what you end up doing. Now, you can have a first mortgage, you can have a HELOC, and then two years down the road, 
let's say 2022 mortgage rates drop again, which by the way, that, that could very well happen. <laughs> yeah. At that point, you could go and get a brand new mortgage mm -hmm. where you pay off the old first mortgage, you pay off the HELOC, and now you just have one loan again. Damn, there's so many, damn. Yeah, and these are things that honestly, these are thoughts people should be having when they're buying their home. So I spoke briefly on bridge loans. Yeah. Full disclosure, I've never seen a bridge loan actually work. Never heard of one until today. Okay, they've been teaching bridge loans for 20 or 30 years. I described a workaround to the bridge loan. A bridge loan is for somebody who is selling their house in Connecticut, they're buying their home in Florida, the home in Connecticut is on the market, but because it's Connecticut, it's still freezing cold and home buyers have not snuck outdoors mm -hmm. to start looking at homes. They have a crap load of equity in that home. I'm talking that home is worth 700 and they only owe 150 on it. Mm. And it's on the market. But they want to buy this house here in Florida for 500 and they want to put 200 grand down, but they don't have that 200 grand. A bridge loan is something that, that is used solely to utilize the future proceeds from when they do sell the home in Connecticut mm -hmm. to make the purchase in Florida. I just have never come across a bank or a lender that actually does bridge loans. That's why we came up with the workaround. Hey, before you put your yeah, home on the market, yeah. then go ahead and get out a home equity line of credit. I, I use this. Um, I had a client call in. Gosh, I was covering for Kevin. He and his wife were up in Asheville, North Carolina on vacation. Mm -hmm. And I love covering for Kevin because this is like the two or three times a year that I get to be a, an LO again. Get your hand, fingers dirty. Yeah, up. like don't <laughs> don't keep me wrong. At home, like I start complaining to my wife about, oh my God, this week uh, is going to suck. I got to do all of my work plus cover for him. But it makes me a better person. It keeps me mm -hmm. in the groove. Yeah. And so I was fielding, fielding phone calls and working with Kevin's loan partner. And together we were going to cover for him while he was out. And someone was like, yeah, yeah, hey, Dustin, here's what we're going to do. We're going to sell our home in North Carolina, and then we're going to pay it off. Pay what off? I'm like, pay off the home in Florida? Like, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, I don't want to do a mortgage for you. Really? I don't need to do a mortgage for you. Like, why do you want to go through the rigmarole of paying nine to $1,300 in lender fees, plus appraisals, plus all the various state tax mm -hmm, stamps? Because mm -hmm. Florida is a fairly high closing cost state, plus the additional title company charges, like, and the process what i realized with these people is they had about 100 grand cash they're buying this home for like 390 or something they had 100 grand cash they own their home free and clear uh and, and it wasn't north carolina it wasn't connecticut but actually it was pennsylvania okay in pennsylvania i said cool call your banker go to happy valley bank get a two hundred thousand dollar home equity line of credit it'll probably only cost you a few hundred bucks or a grand in total closing costs. Mm. Use that 200 grand plus, plus the money that you have saved already and make yourself a cash buyer in Florida. I already talked about what a competitive real estate market yeah. it was. Mm -hmm. You want to stand out, be a cash buyer. They're like, what do you mean cash? I go, well, you're going to leverage the equity because all they were going to do the other way was have me do a loan for them. And then in 60 or 90 days, pay me off. Yeah. But they were going to go through paying all these closing yeah, costs yeah, plus yeah, yeah. a pretty strange, strenuous process. I'm like, no, no, no. Look, I would love to do a loan for you. That's how we get paid. That's, that's how we of, make money. But that's what you're saying. That goes back to all the stuff we talk about, like just being a knowledgeable, good loan officer. You could have been like, yep, sure, I'll do the loan for you. But you yeah. 
Yeah, it'll, right. maybe it'll help me go to a President's Club. If I go to President's Club, I get a free trip to Costa Rica. Yeah. Nah, that's that's not what I'd do for me. Yeah. Like if it was me in that situation. So those people were utilizing a home equity line of credit for that. Oh, um, but they they could have utilized a bridge loan. If you ever hear bridge loan, just know that if you're tuned in, Dio says they don't exist. <laughs> um, I'm sure they do, but there's like a couple things that you hear um, growing mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm whether you're growing up in the industry or growing up as a, as a person like teens to twenties to thirties, bridge loans and like seller financing and rent to own. I'm like, Whoa. yeah, no, those are unicorns and lucky charms. Like they don't, they don't really exist. Yeah. Yeah. But there is such a thing called a bridge loan. I'm sure there's a lender somewhere in the United States who actually does them and does them well. I say, look, if you can't find a bridge loan, then work it the way I told you, go get a home equity line of credit or a HELOC on your, current home that has all the equity before you have it on the market, then leverage that HELOC for the purchase of your new home. And then obviously when you sell your old home, you will pay off the HELOC. Damn. Bridge loan works very similar. And a home equity loan is basically the same thing as a HELOC, but it's not. And it's not because there is a cap and there is a payment schedule that differs than a HELOC. Damn, that's deep. Second mortgage. 101 HELOC 101. Do we cover all the bases? I think so. Um, you know, one last food for thought. If we have any consumers who made it this far listening, I don't know many independent mortgage bankers, which is what companies like Waterstone yeah. is or guaranteed rate or prime or movement or God, there's a plethora of fairway. Uh, I don't know that many of us that do HELOCs well or do them at all. So, but we offer it as a product. Like we don't. Okay. We don't. Um, if Doug Gordon's listening, Doug Gordon's the uh, president of the bank that owns Waterstone Mortgage. Hey, Doug, I think uh, the field would love, a wink, wink, nod, nod, would love to be able to originate HELOCs, but no, uh, we don't and most others don't. That's why you heard me reference throughout the entire show. Yeah. You know, go to your bank, go to your credit union. It's, it's somewhere between getting a mortgage and getting a credit card. It's not an e as easy as a credit card, but it's not as hard as getting a first mortgage. Ah, that, that's a good way to put it. Assuming you qualify, but do understand that there is definitely some res more restrictions yeah. put on on qualifying. Probably. It is it's it's it is going to have higher um, FICO requirements mm -hmm. than when you purchase a home outright. Hmm. And then lastly, I had one more like ooh, oh here it is. Okay, look at that. Let me take a sip of my water <laughs> real quick though. I'm glad that reminded you. Because you're going to look at me, and I was going to look at you blank. Like, I have no idea what yeah, you're about beautiful brown eyes I was staring into. <laughs> they, they were my muse. No, um, here's a super creative way you can utilize a second mortgage to actually purchase a home. Okay. So please know, and that's, gosh, a whole nother topic of conversation. We talked the whole day about HELOCs for a home that you already own. Mm -hmm. You can actually utilize some kind of a second mortgage. It could be a HELOC. It could be a closed-end second. Mm -hmm. Closed in second with that, that home equity loan, where let's say you're buying a home for $700,000, but you and your lender have determined that, man, you can lock in a really good interest rate on a conventional loan for 30 years, but a conventional loan only allows you to finance somewhere around $530,000 mm -hmm. or $550,000 They keep on increasing. Yeah, yeah. Man, it was 417 when I got in the business. <laughs> yeah. um, actually, it was like 383 when I got in the business. Then it went to 417 and it stayed at 417. And off the top of my head, you know, I'm, I'm showing a little bit of my um, old age. I honestly, right now, today, this afternoon, I cannot remember if it's 530 or 550. Let's call it 550. Okay. 
So if you're buying a home for 700 grand and, and you want to get that really good, cheap interest rate fixed in for 30 years, but the best way to get that is on a conventional loan and the maximum loan amount is 550 and you don't have the difference between 700 and 550 to put down, right? The difference between 700 and 550 is a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Two fifty. Oh yeah. Two fifty. You said seven fifty. I'm bad at math. Yes, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. You're financing five fifty. The home purchase. The the here. Let's just do eight hundred. Okay. Let's do eight hundred. Yeah, we're we're it, really gonna stretch. Yeah. So at eight hundred thousand dollars, you you don't you don't have that. Let's do Let's go back. I'm so sorry, guys. Getting, I'm getting all confused. I don't have my HP yeah, yeah, yeah. right here. <laughs> it's late in the afternoon. If you're borrowing 550, 550 plus 150 equals 700,000. Yes. But you don't have $150,000 to put down. You may only have seventy dollars or $80,000 to put down. Sure. What you could do is a combo loan. You could put down your 70 or your 80 grand. You could then get a second mortgage for the other 70 or 80 grand. And then you could lock in that super cheap interest rate for 30 years at 550. Oh. So it's a combo loan. We did them a ton back in the early 2000s. I did this right, we would call it an 80 10 10. Oh. You have an 80% first mortgage, a 10% second mortgage, and you put 10% I've down. actually heard of that. Yeah. 80 10 10. Okay. Yep. So yeah, that is also a way, and that's it's called a purchase money second. So that's just a food for thought. Something I think good to end the show on. Mm -hmm. Something to make you say, hmm, but mm. something we don't have enough time to dig and dive deep into. Well played. What do you think, John? Did we do a good enough job of HELOCs? Yeah, because I learned a lot today. If you learned, then I know they learned, honestly. I'm serious, yeah. Cool. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. He's John Coleman. I'm Dustin Owen. You've tuned in the Loan Officer Podcast. If you want more, check us out. Yes, sir. Spotify. Yes. Apple Podcast. Yes. YouTube. LinkedIn. Facebook, Instagram, at the Loan Officer Podcast. If you want a particular show done, write us a message. Write us a message. Reach out to us. Let us know. Yep. We'd love to hear from you. But that's all we have for today. Take care and peace. peace.